message. So let me go ahead and get into the message first. Say the word of God real quick. Is the answer. The answer is in the word. Step up. Step up. What are we saying? Okay, sit down. Everybody didn't get it. Y'all see what they just did? They weren't ready. I'm going to give them another chance. This is, this is, we, we've got to cloak ourselves with this statement. And when I talk about no more common, I'm not just talking about in right way. Church membership is so vitally important. And what church God has assigned you to is vitally important because oftentimes the vision of that church matches the vision for your personal lives. And what I'm saying is, and you need to hear that this is not being sarcastic. Often, oftentimes, confidence um, is, is misunderstood for being conceited. And I'm not conceited by any stretch of the imagination, but I am very confident. Because the Bible tells me being confident of this very thing. That he that had begun a good work in you, that's Philippians 1 and 6, I believe it is, will perform until the day of Christ's return. So I'm very confident, but I'm not conceited. I'm sorry if you see it that way. <laughs> Amen. Um, but 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 right way is not. Now, hear what I'm saying here. I want to preface that before I make this statement. This is not your average church. And listen, and we are not your average people. Amen. Now I said that by you. I like that. Period. Yeah 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 yeah. Come on come on. Say ain't ain't none conceited about that. Now now this is not your average church. And we are not your average people. Now, now, nothing, nothing average about me. God went too far to get me back for me just to be average. Come on now. He put too much on the line just for me to turn out to be average. So what we're saying is no more common, only exceptional. Stand up. Uh, see, you missed. I was just trying to see if y'all going to get it. See that? See that ready to step up? Step up. Nah, I messed up. Step up. Step up. Step up. What are we saying? <laughs> Sit down. Y'all are like popcorn in the microwave, man. Y'all just all over the place, man. Okay, we all doing this together, right? Don't stand up before it's time. It's step up. Step up. Step up. Step up. What are we saying? Uh, no more common. All right, let's try it one more time. Then I got, I got 21 minutes to get some word in you. Step up. Step up. Step up. What are we saying? <laughs> All right, let's get into the word. We go. We go. We go. <laughs> Somebody say, I ain't got no rhythm, so I got to get up for everybody else so I won't miss it. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. When God saved me, the first thing he took from me was my rhythm. I say, God, I'm a brother. You can't take a brother rhythm. But it's okay. All right, so this is where we're going. We're going to spend some time here. I want all of my um, people to know we're going to get back on our message of relationship. We're going back there, but God said, let them take some time to put themselves together. So you need to go back and listen to all that relationship series over again. The men need to hone in on those two and three weeks we talked about the man. The women need to hone in on those two or three weeks that we talked about the women. And let's get ourselves put back together. Amen. Let's come back home to the word. Let's be the man of God that God created us to be. Let's be the woman of God that God created us to be. And then we can meet the man and the woman of God in holy matrimony. But there's no need in two uh, people that are, uh, that are unfit trying to fit themselves inside of a marriage. 
you need to get put together first. Amen. Whatever hurts, whatever traumas you need to get over, come on, let's get over that stuff right there. Let's get whole so, so a whole person can meet a whole person and we both are put together the right way. Right? Because I shouldn't have to be accepting you just as you are because everything you are didn't come with you. Amen. So you got to clean some of that out. Let's clean. Everybody wants to eat off a clean plate, right? So we should be meeting each other with clean plates. You got it? So we're going to get, we'll get into a relationship series a little further down, a little further down the line. Now we're going to deal with this message called Step Up. Our subtitle is The Exceptional Life. Come on, say The Exceptional Life. Now, believe it or not, this is a message on holiness. It is. It's a message of holiness. Uh, the message focus is an above average living inside out. An above average living inside out. This is part one. This is simply introduction today. And we, I, I, I wish I could, but we're not going to get it all in. We usually don't, and I believe, to build Sunday. Uh, but I'll get as much of it in as I can in the next 18 minutes. And this is part one introduction. And we're only defining our terms on today. What is exceptional? What is exceptional? Our foundational scriptures come from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6, and then verses uh, 14 through 15, two, two uh, verses of scripture we're going to look at today. Then we're going to turn over to John. We're going to follow that scripture through the New Testament, establish it upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. We're going to look at John chapter 10, verse 10, in the Amplified Classic Edition. So, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 7, and I wish I had enough time to kind of talk about how the church We've damaged our understanding of Jews and New Testament because we say it's those people over there. A Jew, a Jew or Jews was a made nation. I got I to gotta deal with this real quick. It was a made nation. Just because a person is born in Israel or over there, it may make them... Um, a Jew by birthplace and exposure, but they're not a Jew. They're not a biblical Jew. They 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 are an, an a, a Jew because of where they were born at. Are you listening to me? They're they're not a Jew of the Bible. So you know they they make it seem like everybody born over there, and and because you're born over there, you're automatically connected to Abraham. No, you're not. Well, I'll leave my seat down there. No, you're not. Absolutely not. Jews were made. They weren't born first. When God made the promise, just go read Genesis chapter 17. Jew really by definition means those who have made Yah their God. They, they, they were noted to be a people or a person who decided to follow God. And then as a, as a sign or a signet of them following God, they would then be circumcised, right? Their loins would be circumcised. Then they would come up under the law of God. You could, you could, you could become a Jew. So we know it couldn't be an automatic Jew just by coming out of someone's loins, because you could become a Jew. And so what we've done, the church, we say, well, it, we, that Old Testament stuff don't have nothing to do with us, and we and we've just messed the Bible up, man. We got so much we got to unlearn. So let's 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 look at Deuteronomy chapter seven because this is still for us. As a matter of fact, I was talking about the children of Israel refusing to go into Canaan. All you got to do, just because I know some of you like to read, so go over to Hebrews chapter 4, and what you're going to realize is Numbers chapter 13, or Canaan was the gospel being preached to them. 
Just go read Hebrews 3 and 4, and it, that, that Numbers 13, 14 trails itself into the New Testament, makes its way through the cross and establishes itself upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Amen. But now look at Deuteronomy, ooh, Deuteronomy chapter 7. God to mighty. What did I say? Verses 7, Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. Now, look what it says. For thou art, are you with me? For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. Thy, the Lord thy God have done what? Chose thee to be a, come on, say, I'm special. Unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Go down to verse, 13, uh, verse 14. It says, thou shalt be blessed, how? Above all people. There shall not a male or female barren among you or among your, among your cattle. Excuse me. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. Now, I got a healing component inside of this exceptional living as well that we're going to talk about. Now, go over to John, John 10, 10, 10, Amplified Bible. John 10, 10. I think I'm going to start preaching from my Bible again. John 10, 10, Amplified. Are you ready? Look what it says. The thief cometh not, or the thief comes only in order to do what? Steal, kill. Now, now let me deal contextually and revelation. Contextually. The thief here was false teaching. You would have to pick this, you would have to trace this verse back to John 9. There was a boy born blind. The disciples asked who did sin, this boy or his parents, that he was born blind. Jesus said neither. So he answers the question first. Punctuation messes. Matter of fact, go over there real quick. Punctuation, look at John 9 and 3. Punctuation messes scripture up sometimes because... In the Hebrew language, there was neither lowercase, uppercase, nor punctuation, commas, colons. And so it seems like, and I've even heard theologians and people teach this, which lets me know that we are not depending on Holy Spirit when we read. We're often Googling too much. I've authored 16 books. You don't have to guess or Google if you know me what I meant when I wrote it. All you got to do is catch me after service, catch me outside, or text me and say, Hey, Pastor, on the 45th page of your book, you said this in the second chapter. What did you mean? You wouldn't go to Pastor John and say, Pastor John, what do you think Dr. V meant when he wrote that if you know Dr. V? And one of our issues, I ain't got no problem with Googling, I ain't got no problem with commentaries, but I believe we're going to it too much and we're not going to Holy Spirit. We're, we're, we're not, we're not um, ruminating on it enough with Holy Spirit first before we go to man and ask another man what, what it, you get what I'm saying. Now, Jesus answered, oh, go back, put that in the King James for me. Let me show you the problem here. King James, real quick, John 9, 3, King James, it says, Jesus answered, neither had this man sinned nor his parents. Where that semicolon is should be a period. Because if you, semicolon means that there is a continuation of the same conversation that bears a, a direction back to the aforementioned thing in the semicolon, right? So neither had this man sinned nor his parents 
but that the but that the works of God should be manifest in him. So in reading it, it sounds like with the semicolon there that God was responsible for the boy being blown blind so that God can now manifest a miracle in him. God don't need to heal. He don't need to make someone sick, then heal him to prove that he's a healer. He was the healer before anybody got sick. Are you listening to me? How foolish of us to even believe that that's what that scripture was suggesting. And if it was, we're on the other side of the cross. And he took all sickness to the grave and got up with no sickness on the body, but all power in the body. So that if you were sick, you could be healed. Foolish of us. It should have been a period right there. Proper interpretation. You changing the scripture. I can't change it for semicolon. Wasn't there to begin with. I'm correcting. Which is part of my job. Thank you very much. Nor his parents. Period. But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Go to the next verse. But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Next verse. Keep reading. But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me. Why it is day. Period. The night cometh when no man work. So God's Jesus saying, yeah, he was born that way. But I'm now here come to work the works of him that sent me. And the one that came here to send me, Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he sent me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, set at liberty them that are bruised, give sight to the blind. I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, I see that, but I'm the corrector to that. I'm not the reason for it, I'm the corrector for it. Teach, Dr. Fee, ain't got no problem. So when we get over here to John 10 and 10, because that was a Jewish thought that if the parents sin, then the, 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 the punishment for the parents' sin will show up in the child. Now that has a, that has a, that has a bit of truth to it on the natural side, because if you're smoking cigarettes and you're pregnant, well, if you're drinking alcohol and you're pregnant, well, you, 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 might, you, 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 you know, every time you put the child in there hitting one too. But that ain't what that's talking about. Does that make sense? So when we get to John 10 and 10, that is still a continual conversation from John 9. Jesus is about to tell us now. He's first going to correct this error. He said the thief come. The thief is wrong teaching. That's the first thief. But the other thief in this scripture that we can, we can take this scripture and it can sit independent of itself. It's a pickup scripture. The thief is also Satan. You'd have to trace that all the way over to 2 Timothy. It says doctrines of devils. So what that really is is a doctrine of the devil that God will put stuff on you to only come back to get it off to prove that he can. That's a doctrine of the devil. Amen. The world is already a sinking ship. He comes to save. Not to push the person down in the water because we already drowning. He comes as the lifeguard to get us out of our drowning situation. So he don't need to drown us because we already sinking. <laughs> He's called a savior. God, boy, it's, sometimes it's so easy. And now I know why God will allow people to drown to float back up to the top. And he say, here I am. 
He, when I mean drown, drown in us trying to be deep. He just said, go, go on, take that dive. Go on down now. You want to go down that rabbit hole? Go down. And then I'll wait till you run out of air and flow back up to the top to know that I was right here all the time. Waiting on you just to trust me. Seven minutes. Okay, don't worry about the rain. The thief cometh not before, put but James 10 and 10 amplified. Come on, this is what we're going about this exceptional living. The thief comes only in order to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you might have and enjoy, uh-uh, not, not just have it, have, and it, not just have, but have, and enjoy life, and have it in abundance. What is this abundance? To the, to the, now, now, now. That is the will of God. Well, what you going to do about poor people? What you going to do? That's not an act of God. That's an act of sin. All of that came off a tree that God told man not to eat from. So we can't blame God for it. Okay, I see what you're looking for. Do you know that sin didn't even enter the world from Satan? Satan wasn't after sin. Satan was after authority. He can't do nothing with sin. Sin has no power. He was after authority. He, watch this. Now, this is going to trip you out. Satan didn't even cause Adam to sin. Okay. <laughs> you know, you, to cause me to sin, which means I would already have to be in sin. Adam wasn't in sin. He made Adam rel relinquish power. And, and it's only one place in the Bible. It's a profound revelation. It's, it's not called sins. It's called the sin. Adam committed the sin. He didn't commit sins. You can only commit sins. Uh, well, well, we as Christians commit sins too. We make the mistake. But really, you can only commit sins as a sinner. That's a noun. Right? Right? So, so Adam wasn't, he, he had not become, okay, let me just show you the scripture. Then you do with it what you want to do with it. Give me Romans chapter 5. Y'all are pushing me all over the place. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Real quick, real quick. Go there. Oh, Faye about to start playing in a minute. Romans chapter 5, <laughs> Romans chapter 5 verse 12. See, I, I look across the scope of right way. We got all new members here. The, the church looks new. And, and some of this elementary stuff you need on the inside of you. Because you can't believe God and blame him at the same time. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a re. You know, God will get you sometime. God will use this sometime. I, folks like that, I don't even listen to them. They make no sense. You almost hope that they never have a child. Because if God going to get you, if you have a child, you better make sure you do something bad to your child. Intentionally, you better make sure you do something bad. And if I find out, I'm calling them folk to come get you. Because you are a poor parent to intentionally do something to your child. But in your house, tell them don't do it. And then you turn around and do the thing you tell them not to do. You so you cray cray. It don't make no sense. The Bible says you got to believe that he is a reward. Oh, okay, let me show you something else. Go to Romans chapter 15. Just stay right there in Romans 5. I'm going to show you something else. Mm -hmm. So smart. We so smart. Did I, what did I say? Romans what? 15. Uh, uh. That ain't what I want. Uh, is it 12? Let me see. You just wait a minute. You just wait a minute. Romans chapter, uh, the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Romans chapter 12. Is it 12? It's not. It's not. It's not. Come on. Give me that scripture, Lord. If 
ba 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 the goodness of God. I know it's in him. Or despise thou knowing this, that the goodness of God leadeth. Hmm. That's in Romans. 8 and 27, okay, come on now, we got ministers on the front row, don't sit on the front row, you can't help me out. <laughs> no, nah, that's not it, you messed that one up. Romans, who is this saying to Christ, death, God almighty. Uh, okay, find the ministers and let me know. The goodness of God leadeth to repentance, it's in Romans, or despise it thou. Romans 2 and 4. I'm not, I'm not, oh, yeah, sure it is. Come on, smart class. Get over here and sit on the front row. Good class over here. Why y'all on that side? Okay. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Golly, three minutes. Y'all stop laughing. Y'all taking my time. I'm reclaiming my time. Y'all take. Okay, Romans 2, Romans 2, Romans 2, Romans, uh, Romans 2 and 4, Romans 2 and 4. Look what it says. Or despisest thou the riches of his and forbearance and that means being able to put up with us a long time, not knowing that the... That the, that the, the goodness of God does what? Okay, so if God want to get you, what he do to you? He, I love that he bonded. He be good. He don't put you on your back. That's not scripture. When God want to get you, he be good. And you know what you say? How could I? How messed up I am. How could you still be so good to me? He's like, and that's what I'm trying to show you. So imagine what I could be to you if you go ahead and give me your life. God will put you on your back. God will use Satan. It don't line up with the Bible. It says his goodness. How did God get Peter? Allowed him to catch a boatload of fish. Peter dropped down on his knees and said, oh, worthless man. Jesus said, get up. My goal was the whole time was to get you up. Now let me teach you how to fish for me in the same way I just fished for you. Where we get this from, bruh? And you eat it up. And then they'll put you in line and make you sow $1,000 seeds off untruth. You just eat it up. And then come back and teach that to your children. I'm not afraid to tell you as a member right way. You can't listen to everything that calls itself gospel. God ain't qualified. If God has qualified everybody to preach Jesus, he has not qualified everybody to teach his word. Jesus Christ, him crucified. Some, some folk need to stay right there. You ain't ready for the meat yet. Just stay right there on Jesus. Just talk about Jesus. Tell your testimony. Stay right there. Some of this other stuff folks ain't ready for yet. I feel trying to be deep. No, I don't want to be deep. Man. I, I, when, I, when I look across the scope of the world, uh, of the kingdom of God, everybody that was deep and left God. I hear that piano tuning up. Where was I at? I was in Romans chapter 5, there at verse 12. Oh, man. God almighty. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Put that up there real quick. We didn't even get to the, to the message, y'all. You had to catch the second service. So I'm going to teach them. Wherefore, how did sin get into the world? How did sin get into the world? Watch this. Sin got into the world by the federal head that God put over it. Man was the federal head. Man. God is not in control of the world. Man is. I know that just sick a lot of folks. God is in control of what you allow him to be in control of. God controls everything out of time. When he created time, he put man over it. It's Bible. You can do whatever you want to do with it, but it is Bible. 
God controls the sun. He controls everything that's out of time, that's dictating time. It's the point if a man wants to die, then the judgment. He controls everything that's out of time. He put man in charge of everything that's in time. That's why we praying to God to change the earth, but the earth is crying out for man. He's crying back out for the one that God put in charge. So what was Satan trying to get? Satan was trying to get control of the earth. So he had to get the man, the one that he put in charge, to forfeit his authority over to him. And now Satan gets the title of being called, listen, the God of this world. He's not a God. He's a fallen angel where he got that title when man failed. Because the only thing God made in this, if God made me in his image and in his likeness, he had to make a little G. Got the G's in the house. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4, verse 2, it says, In whom the God of this world, Satan wasn't the God of this world. Where did he get that from? When Adam ate, Adam had to forfeit everything that he, that he was in control of. He had to forfeit it over to Satan. So Satan wasn't after sin. Satan was after power. He wanted to run this world. And he knew in order to run the world, I got to get it from the authority of the one with whom God gave it to, which was man. That's why I say no more common. You, you've been recreated to live an exceptional life. There is not supposed to be anything. Now, I, I'm going to say this, then we're done. When, when I say, when I talk about we don't do anything ordinary, I'm not saying that we're going to go get in debt to look good. I'm saying that we're going to start right where we are and we're going to perfect everything. We're going to bring everything that's in our possession right now up to exceptional. We're going to pay our bills on time up to exceptional. We're going to love our spouses the way we're supposed to love our spouses up to exceptional. If we single, we ain't going to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, you get what I'm saying? up to exceptional we gonna do our kids we gonna bring it up to if we on our jobs and they got us on that clock we gonna work that job and not trying to be working outside hustle come on up to exceptional if we give it in church we always gonna give God our best because he gave us his best come on up to exceptional We bring it everything. We bring it how we operate. We bring it up to exceptional. Our language, we bring it up to exceptional. No more common. Only exceptional. Now, I'm done. But let me say this. If you're in Right Way Christian Center and you serve and you like common, go ahead and sit down now. Don't serve no more because we got to bring everything up to exceptional. Right way isn't your ordinary church. Amen. God wants us to be the so thong. He wants us to stick out. He's waiting for the church that will step up to the plate and say no more common. Only exceptional. Can I say one more thing as Pastor John come? I'm tired. I'm going to say it just like I feel it. I'm tired of my people. I ain't, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, you already know, ain't no bone like that in my body. Come on, I, I, if it was, my, my boy Brian wouldn't be with me, so you know I ain't prejudiced. Why y'all all look over, look at his wife, say, y'all better turn y'all head the other way. Don't be looking over here at my boo. <laughs> I did point him out, though, didn't I? <laughs> okay. It frustrates me that we have to run to the other side in order to experience exceptional church.
no disrespect, that we have to go to the Caucasian church to see exceptional church. That don't, that don't, that don't make none of you mad, upset. And then we've, the tripped out thing is we get joyful when we go over there. It's like we excited. And then we'll come right back to our own communities, don't expect and will not give that same thing that we're excited about. Maybe we just like going to it and we hadn't become it, so we do it ourselves. No more at right way. No more common. Only exceptional. Step up. Step up. What are we saying? Man, give God a hand clap of praise. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.